Welcome to the Dragon Slayer podcast by East Idaho Credit Union. My name is Stephen. With me always is Bailey. And today, a very special treat. We have Roy and Ben from Jacksonville Hat Company. Guys, thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. It's pretty exciting. We feel like celebrities. You are celebrities. <laughs> yeah, you Actually, guys are a big deal. On our way down, we were talking about that. And um, like Poppy said, you know, I don't understand because we'll talk to somebody and they'll say, oh, you guys are famous. Yeah. And we're like, <laughs> we are? <laughs> you kind of think that nobody knows you. Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys are very well known. In in your industry, there's a couple of big dogs. You're one of the big yeah. dogs, you know? I know. Really? It's crazy. Yeah. It really, it yeah, life got crazy quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you call yeah. yourself dragon slayers? Oh, well, that's a great question. So the whole point of the podcast is talking about business owners and the trials and struggles that they've overcome mm -hmm. over the course of running their businesses. And so um, uh -huh. you guys are, one of the reasons we chose you guys is, you've got some really interesting stories around that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been up and down and it has been really tough. There's, you know, and so many aspects of it are tough and those, you know, the toughest situations are the ones that you have no control over. Sure. You know, like, um, sometimes you know. the dragon wins. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Unfortunately, well, but, yeah. um, you know, we like to stay positive, but, some days it's a little bit tough when you know when you're not getting you're not getting your um you know raw product from suppliers and things yeah. like that and everybody still uses covid as an excuse and i don't know if it's a legitimate excuse or if it still is you know an actual excuse that's been one of my favorite excuses for years now yeah, I something doesn't go right i'm like oh you know supply chain you know <laughs> mac you, to pc i don't know um, <laughs> it's your go-to <laughs> that's, that's about what we tell our, our clients it's a supply chain issue sure yeah, yeah. Well, that's and that's what's being told to you. There's not much you can do about that's it, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. And then that's and then we say that to people, and I just feel so uh, stupid every time I say it. It's hard for uh, me to it's hard for me to choke it out when somebody asks me, "Where's my hat?" Uh, and it's been a year. Yeah. 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 This hat, Ben, that you've got on, mm -hmm. it's like straw on top and then yes. felt on the bottom. What's going on here? I don't I know. even we know what this it is. We call the Aztec. Uh-huh. And, um, and yeah, as, just exactly what you said. So it's two hats in one, yeah. which is really cool when you're building them, but um, not so cool if a customer wants one because you're essentially using two hats. So you're double the price. Pretty much, yeah. yeah, piecing them together. There's so many different variations of it. And, you know, we'll put a different colored felt um, mm -hmm. on top of here, you know, compared to the brim. And, um, yeah, like a wide brim. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so the top is a, um, gosh, yeah, <laughs> it was one that we actually had sitting there, to be truthful, that it's not even ours. <laughs> it was my company came through, you know, selling their product mm -hmm. anyway, and he'd left some sample hats. And this was one, actually. So, and he, yeah. And he put his knife right through the top of every yeah. crown. Mm -hmm. Oh, we did. Yes. So we so couldn't we use it. We sell them. But we so showed him. So is there him. a knife hole through the top of that thing? Yeah, see that little blue mark? <laughs> That's funny. That's covering the, the knife hole. <laughs> but Ben calls this the Aztec. The general term is salmon cross. Oh, okay. Cross breed, mm -hmm. half breed. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, comes in, in different names. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the fellow that I apprenticed with down in New Mexico, Daryl Sullivan, uh, he had some clients down there in that desert country mm-hmm. of New Mexico that um, wanted a hat that was that felt like a felt hat that was heavy enough to yeah. feel like a felt hat, but had the air movement around it like a straw hat. Interesting. And so he came up with what he called the crossbreed yeah. down there. Interesting. So this might be a stupid question, but what season is it appropriate to wear half straw, half felt? <laughs> that is I think not every a season, silly right? question. No, actually, well, basically summer. Yeah. Okay. And it makes a huge difference. Once you have one that's got venting up top, it's hard to go back to something that doesn't because it really yeah. does, you know, the wind's blowing and you just sit there and go, oh, this yeah. is good. <laughs> Everyone else has got, you know, got sweat dripping down their face and like, <gasps> yeah. So it does, yeah, and I not so much in winter. Be a bit cool. Well, we've, got, we've got cowboys that wear hats, um, black hats, all mm. winter, all summer. Oh, yeah, I see those fellows all, during the summer, and I think they're crazy. Yeah. That was one of the things Dad told us growing up. You know, there's three things that you don't come home with, and you don't come home with a guy that wears a black hat. <laughs> um, you don't come home with a tattoo or face piercing. So, yeah. So you did all three, I imagine. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about your hat here. Well, this is a um, uh, silver mist color mm-hmm. uh, it was actually meant for another fellow mm. that never came back <laughs> for his yeah. hat they still got his name in there <laughs> we, had, <laughs> we, had, we had one poor bugger die the other day oh no waiting for his hat yeah so the poor bugger so <laughs> I put that out they're the taking but, supply chain you know yeah. it's just it's <laughs> rough <laughs> like that yeah but it, but it happened to be my size and so I just borrowed it <laughs> because he didn't, he didn't pay, hadn't come to pay for it. So sure, yeah. It's been like three or four years. Or yeah. something, so. I imagine he's probably not coming back at this stage. I kind of yeah. doubt it. He, yeah. he, he sees me in it around town anyway. <laughs> Am I? Oh, oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shame. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so if you're, if you're listening and can't see, Roy's got three toothpicks in the side of his hat band here. Well, um, I don't like feathers too much, and um, uh, I adopted a toothpick because they were useful, and then pretty soon it became decorative, and I put three in. As they are. Yeah. And then pretty soon they got to the point where people wanted to borrow them. I couldn't convince them that they were sweaty and oily. And dirty. That's right. <laughs> and so I just glued them together. Oh. So now they're three, three uh, toothpicks glued together, and that's just my calling card. There I guess you go. Say. There you go. I love it. I like that. Yeah. So people actually would come up and say, "Hey, can I borrow that toothpick in well, your hat?" Not just anybody, but people that <laughs> okay. I knew yeah. would. You know, you know. And then you know, and then there's the loyal followers, of course, like you know that. Have to have one like poppies. I've had, and, uh, I've had several yeah. that come in and, and order hats, uh, and I'll be wearing. Well, I, I wear all, all my hats with the toothpicks in them, but uh, I'll be wearing a particular hat, and it's got the three toothpicks, and they want one just like me, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it makes me feel pretty good. Yeah, you guys are one of the premier custom hat makers in the world, mm-hmm. and um, 
you guys ship hats all around the world. You do things for Hollywood. You've got you got folks running around in you know Saudi Arabia wearing your yes. hats, right? Yeah. Um, that one took me by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> a young boy from Texas who grew up around a lot of this stuff. Um, I had known about you guys for maybe a decade or so before I ever moved to Idaho. I then I, I came to Idaho working for the credit union and we were just going around. It was like my first or second week and we were going around doing a tour of all of our branches and we have a branch in Salmon and we drove by your place and I said, oh my gosh, is, I didn't realize that Jacksonville was in Salmon, Idaho and I'm right here. Blew my mind. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Which was one of the reasons I was like, okay, I don't have an excuse to not just buy one now, right? <laughs> that's and, right. So. Yeah, well, uh, you know, had you not seen us, you know, we wouldn't be banking here. Yeah, well, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. so, yeah, it was win-win. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Been good for all of us. Yeah. So I want to go back in time just a little bit and I want to talk about how did you get to where you are now? So, Roy, I know a little bit of your story, um, and you mentioned before you apprenticed in New Mexico. How did you, if we went back in time, how did you get into making hats? I didn't come from a family that built hats. Uh, there was nothing glorious about it. Uh, when I left New Mexico, I needed a job, and I didn't have one. Well, I, I had... I was, uh, I could have been an, uh, auction well, I, w I am an auctioneer, and I could have, I could have uh, uh, beat myself to death hustling dollar boxes of junk, <laughs> but I just yeah. didn't feel like it. Sure, I don't feel like um, it either, yeah. How old so, were you then? Uh, how old? Yeah. Crummy sakes, I don't know, 50? Yeah. But, oh, okay, 40? yeah, I was going to say, you know, ballpark. 40, 40-ish, yeah. late So 40s. you still had that spark. <laughs> I haven't got it now. <laughs> oh, whoops, oh, I didn't mean that. <laughs> it came out oh. a little bit wrong. Yeah, anyway, dude. sorry, back to okay. story. <laughs> uh, and, um, and I wanted to come to Salmon with something to do. Mm. I had uh, anticipated being in the uh, boot repair business, mm. but didn't. Uh, that didn't work out. So um, I've worn hats all my life and thought, well, okay, I'll go apprentice with a friend of mine who I had gone to college with that owned a hat company, and I asked him if I could apprentice with him, and uh, they took me on, and $6,000 later and three months later, I trotted off back up to Salmon and had a steamer and a lot of hope, <laughs> uh, and got lucky, uh, uh, and... Uh, had Ben come and apprentice with me, and mm -hmm. I uh, thought that was a, a good lick. Mm. And uh, then, so we, we decided we just got Weston from there. <laughs> we decided we would uh, join up, and we did, and things have uh, taken off faster than, than we've ever anticipated. Mm -hmm. um, I guess uh, had, had we been doing it. Well, I've been doing it for a long time already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I'd have done it 20 years before the first 20, yeah, uh, or maybe the first 30, um, we'd probably have several stores, maybe. Mm. Maybe, yeah. Oh, Actually, and saying that, uh, you know, you often think 
um, and we've talked about this too, like, you know, at what stage your business gets to where you say, okay, this amount of people want, <laughs> you know, the product and we only have this amount of, you know, capabilities and time, daylight, to actually build the hats. And so, you know, at what stage do you go, okay, you wait, we're staying as we are or, or do you grow? You know, do you put on more people, which is more headaches and it's more frustrating. Mm. You know, you're talking to more people on a one-on-one -on -one basis and it, it takes up an awful lot of time. And uh, that's always something that I... I think had we known that it was going to get as as big as it is, we definitely would have discussed that <laughs> a little sure. bit more. But we've just, just kind of sort of came along. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes you discover these things along the way, right? Yeah. It's like, oh my god, we're like. good at this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and now we have people, uh, which we're we're glad we do. We have people that come to the shop just to see the shop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or just to say hello. Yeah. To one of us. I, I do it all the time, yeah. Every, every time I'm in town, I come by and just look Where at all the hat, those old hats up on the wall and, and you know, talk trash to Roy for a few minutes yeah, and, then, right. and then I yeah. leave, right? It's, yeah. it's very easy to do. Yeah. Ben, tell us about your background. What, what was going on before you got to Roy, okay. before you apprenticed there? Tell us about that story. Clearly, you're not... A native of this country. Clearly, I'm right. not from here. Yeah, <laughs> although I'm getting very Americanized. Like oh. when I when I talk to home, they they'll say, "On you know, geez, you know, you sound a bit American." And I'm thinking, <laughs> "I do not." <laughs> anyway, boy, when, she, when they tell her that, boy, the, the Australian <laughs> stuff just I start to say crap. At home, I grew up on cattle station. Mm. A cowboy hat at home is an essential. Yeah part of you know of your uniform i mm -hmm. guess so to speak every day you know as 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 sure as somebody's going to pull on a set of boots they're going to put a hat on their head because it's the skin cancer capital of the world where mm. we actually are i used to pull hats apart and mm. have a look at them when i'd get a hat and i was over here traveling around when i was 21 and went to a went into a hat booth and and talk to them and because like I didn't really realize that you could get a custom hat mm. back then. Were you at some like event, some show or something? Yeah, down yeah. at the NFR. Yeah, okay, and, there you uh, go. Playing out like a second hand lawnmower, yeah. I tell you. It was a good time. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talked to them and I ordered a hat and was super excited. And one of the really this is just sounds weird. One of the really exciting things for me was that my name was in the hat. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, holy crap, it's mine. Yeah. And um and you know, just a small thing like that uh, that makes a difference. And you think about that now that we send hats out and we say to our staff, like, you know, the person that's receiving this hat, it's you know, it's not just something an everyday thing. It's gotta be great it's got to be perfect from the moment that they open the box because it's not just a hat it's your personality and your way of life and then I used to send over here to get my hats made for me because we I like the wider brim mm. and um then I wrote I wrote an email every master or premier hatter that I could find in the world and um so there was 56 and <laughs> 
Fafi was one, and there was two. It's a secret squir- secret squirrel industry, and like nobody shares information. Mm. It's like you know, geez, I don't yeah, know. It's like their secret sauce. Yeah. they don't want you to know mm-hmm. about. Yeah, mm. and we do have a couple mm. of secret things. Ooh, what are, they? We what are they? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, now that you've asked, <laughs> three toothpicks, right? That's one. Nobody wanted to teach me or take me on as an apprentice, and um, except for two, Roy was one, and there was another hat company down in Texas. So, and spoke to Roy, and I chose Roy because he came off as blunt and mm. no nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was just no bullshit. It was just you know he was yeah. flat. It's going to cost you this. Oh. It's going to sugar. It's going to cost you this amount of money, and this is the you know the equipment that you're going to need, and it's going to take you this long mm-hmm. from this long to a lifetime to become you know a master hatter. Right. And and it was important to me. I wanted to be good at what I did, and we were at home at the time. We had we were we had the sale yards, and we had you know land as well. So, you know, we were selling cattle and we have a couple of horse sales and that at home and I was married and I had uh, my daughter and it just became, I don't know why the timing was right, but uh, it was, for me, it was something that I never dreamed. I Mm. truly never, ever thought that it would happen. And, um, And then I bought a plane ticket and we settled on a, an agreement. And so I've been, I was back and forth for years, you know, in the apprenticeship stage and um, and it was just, it was everything I could ever, mm. you know. Even when I walked into the shop and I met Poppy for the first time, I must have looked like such an idiot because <laughs> I walked in and be- it meant so much to me that I was nervous and I was excited and I actually had to stop outside of town to like be a bit sick because my was just you know my guts was just going like this and and um walked in and met him and he didn't understand a word I said because I talked so quickly and and I did not draw breath so after I was finished he's like mm-hmm and start again <laughs> so yeah and it was it was everything everything that i imagined that it would be and more yeah. so you know and we've carried it on you said some really interesting things there that i think are worth highlighting uh, the first one is you talked to these different people and you decided roy was your guy mm-hmm. because you just liked his style you liked how yes. he talked about things I think something that's so critical that um, sometimes people overlook in business is they'll find somebody with a skill set that they really like, but they're mm-hmm. not the right person for them to work with. Yes. And um, it, it sounds like you put a premium on making sure you were with the right person that was going to fit with you. Absolutely. But like, what's your thought process when like when you chose Roy and Roy chose you and mm-hmm. when you're looking at all these different uh, these different master hatters, like how did you decide um, these are the things that I want in the person that I work with? First of all, it was, you know, quality, of course. And like because Poppy's just so very regimented and, you know, he was very strict and on how things should be done and, and then how they should look 
when they when they go out and how you know certain mistakes are just not tolerated and um for that reason that like i said when the customer gets their hat it's you know like a big surprise but or whatever you want to call it but um and then and then it's been difficult um it's been difficult and we've been fortunate as far as staff goes um because we we very quickly um there was we bought a shop on main street in salmon and um there was three of us there full time and it was and really quickly that had to go to five people full time and but we went through we went through one year where we bloody had nine staff like turnover which made us look crappy but um that's when we decided just, we better go big or get out yeah that's right yeah but it's not for everybody like people and it wasn't it wasn't anything to do with their personality or values it was that people think have an idea of what it's going to be and then it's not as easy as they think it's going to be so for that reason the, you know they don't continue on and it costs us a lot of money to in it, you know we invest a lot of money into the people that we hire so you know we don't want to be wasting our time and there are there are things that definitely go with it like because we have a shop front as well you know we're seen by the public and and it's terrible to say but when people come for an interview when we have a vacancy um you know they could look great on paper but physically you know and it, and that makes us sound really shallow but like you want the person that's coming out to greet you at a shop to look a certain way you know and that's that's difficult it really is difficult and you know that somebody that actually gives a shit about what they you know what they're trying to sell you and give you hey back in Ben's early days I was kind of critical mm. yeah. he was an asshole he got called that often <laughs> <laughs> he probably didn't you, did, you can say it you can <laughs> say that word you're amongst friends well yeah I've been called that <laughs> yeah <laughs> by some better people yeah yeah some good people but anyway <laughs> I was a maybe that and a nitpicker. <laughs> mm. Uh but we would uh, go through the day um and uh, Ben would take notes and and at the end of the day we would sit down about four o'clock and we'd close up at five maybe and but we'd go through Ben's notes and we'd decide mm -hmm. what she knew and what she didn't know and we'd go <laughs> <laughs> the didn't know page was huge, <laughs> might add. We'd start all over if we had to, but um, mm -hmm. um, it uh, was uh, and then, a good experience at, at the end. Uh, ben stayed with me the first time for three months, mm -hmm. which is more than any other hatter mm. <coughs> or would-be hatter. Mm -hmm. uh, she stayed with me for three months and then came back for another three months later mm -hmm. on. And then yearly. Yeah, and mm -hmm. then now I can't get rid of you. And I know. And the thing is, a lot of people don't understand the dynamic between us. People will often say, like, Poppy refers to me as his daughter, mm. and I will say my dad. Mm. And it, there's, yeah, like, 
people just don't and for the from the very first day we sat down together and started to you know talk about and you know for him to teach me a, a, I don't know a bond of some description mm. we don't even really hey we've no, talked it's about hard to explain yeah and um, it's apparent it's, though you can look you can like watch you two and you see it yeah um, yeah Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I, I've never called him Poppy before. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, probably won't start. Yeah, no, no. You're getting in trouble for that, actually. Yeah, only certain people. Yeah. So, Roy, when you uh, when you took Ben on as an apprentice, what's that experience like when you have somebody come in that says, hey, I want to learn the craft? Back then, I guess I was more enthusiastic about taking on an apprentice because I hadn't had many. Uh, still haven't had many, uh, but uh, I'm a little more uh, conscientious about who we teach. Uh, I want to know that they're going to take the craft and the art of it and uh, be able to do something with it. Does it feel like these are like almost like your children, like they sort of represent you a little bit? Well, if they, they do. studied yeah. under you. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's one one bloke in particular that stands out, and he came and apprenticed with us, and and we did we had met him every second year. We go down to Elko Cowboy Poetry, and we run a little hat school. And it's by no means, you know, they the students don't learn, you know, hat building as such but there's the basics and at the end of the three days they go away with a hat that they've put oh, together themselves cool. yeah, and cool. it is cool because we have a lot of fun people these people depended on us and that we could pass knowledge mm. onto onto somebody it was it's it's pretty cool except for uh, those that are there to think that when they leave they're master hatters oh <laughs> I had a couple of them. Yeah, those boys are, and well, boys mostly, they're irritating. <laughs> How long does it take to become proficient in custom building a hat? It takes uh, three months to become proficient on, on building a hat, but you don't understand all the problems and how to resolve those problems when something crops up. Mm -hmm. And, maybe and the theory another... side of things, sure. you know, like mm. there's not only is there the the actual action of building the hat, there's all the theory that um, we've got a book that we go through. As old as I am and as long as we've I've been in the hat business, there's still things that I can pick up from Ben and other things I can pick up from some of the newest guys we have in the shop. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We've got a... a what is he? He's in the eleventh grade. Yes, grade oh. eleven. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Keelan, he's pretty cool kid. <laughs> We're lucky. Stuff he picked up on, and, and he'll come up with an idea that uh, give him credit for. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. I might pick it up myself. Yeah. Steal it from him. Yeah. When you have a, you know, you have a vivid imagination it you know it goes wild and and when I said I feel that I still apprentice is because there's always things to try and you know um and you mess up and then you try again and you mess up and you know and then eventually you find what works and and it's really difficult to pass that information on to somebody else it's so hard earned you mm -hmm. know and like you saw the thing happen and go wrong or, or go right yeah. and trying to explain that when somebody hasn't seen it themselves can be a challenge yeah you mentioned the occasional cowgirl line that mm -hmm. you guys offer and 
Um, it just reminded me of this funny thing that happened. I was down in Fort Worth. Mm, I can't remember. Maybe it was like the snaffle bit futurity or something like that oh, that I was nice. at. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was down there and I was staying at the Stockyard Hotel. Was it good? The was, oh yeah, yeah. Oh. This is a couple of years ago. It's Pat always good though. It's, party's they're, good. They're great. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, one night, I think it was my first night there. I, so I'm staying right on the stockyards, and I walk across the street to this little, you know, bar and restaurant. And there's a fella who looks basically like me, right? He's wearing Wranglers. He's got the pearl button snap, cowboy mm -hmm. boots, the hat. Oh, handsome looking. He's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I walk up and um and uh, I just start talking to him a little bit and I'm like, hey, what are the stocking rates out here? It's been dry out here this year. How are things yeah. looking? And and he's like, oh, I have no idea. And I'm like, oh. And he's like, yeah, I install pools for a living. <laughs> He's like, I just like to dress like this. He's like, that's awesome. I think that's great yeah, too. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. It's definitely we we had a guy, a bloke that was from Australia, and he, you know, we do movie reenactment hats and and things like that. And he sent over, I can't remember his occupation. Oh my goodness. Yeah, really. And he wanted us to make a hat like this bloody picture and it was, it was you know top hat yeah oh been, okay that like, had been crushed mm -hmm. oh a crushed top that's hat. what the the one he wanted he wanted a brand new one that looked shitty like the old one <laughs> you know so yeah did, did Which he was, see it in a movie that's what it was from and uh, it was no it was just his style yeah just his and you then know he, then he wanted like 13 different colors ribbons <laughs> yeah for so it. he could swap the swap the crown oh, band out you know funny. to match his outfit for the but, day uh, yeah that was a challenge it was cool it so was how do you make cool. a, a top hat that looks terrible like that <laughs> Yeah, good do you question. like do you like make it and then you go crush it like you well, throw it we, out in the road or how do you don't do that? start it no we don't crush it so much we try to crease it we actually oh, okay, we okay, actually okay. have got one in the shop at the moment that we've got to take out to the shooting range and mm. shoot holes in it <laughs> so yeah there, no, no, that's true too yeah, it's sitting now i'm gonna remember to do it. Guy, so wants, funny. Yeah. guy wants bullet holes in it mm -hmm. yeah we do a lot of of innovative things with our hats and we think we've got a good line of hats uh, that people enjoy wearing uh, because of the quality involved, but we do distress them uh, quite often. Uh, can't understand sometimes why they want them distressed, mm -hmm. but if you I just guess, wore them, they'd get distressed. Yeah, I feel like you have to earn that personally. That's right. right. Yeah. You do, but yeah. like, you, you know, we shouldn't say that for the people that no, love distressing. Yeah, I, but at the same time, <laughs> if it's if you like it, then why do I care? Yeah. Right? Like that's, it's cool. Yeah. Poppy's, that's his his forte a little bit is the distressing because he, you know, um, other than the sweat marks, you know, uh, you can see where he does it so it looks like it's, you know, dark or whatever. And it's So you're the, putting in then, sweat marks? Into but then, yeah, the and then he crazy. has, like, um, he even gets this, you know, that slight uh, salt yeah. film that you have on your, yeah. you know, around the outside <laughs> and it's like, it looks rigid edge. It looks, truly, it looks like it was meant to be. That's More so places, that's, that's kind of protected Mm, secret uh, information yeah uh, most hatters yeah uh, and uh, we know some hatters that won't even let us in their shop huh interesting no, we were asked to leave really we went into a bloke's shop and you know hat shop obviously mm. just to have a look around we were going to say good day you know yeah. how you going 
And old mate realized who we were straight away and said, yeah, leave my shop. Wow, interesting. So is the competition between these different hat shops sounds pretty fierce then. Well, I I don't know. I don't feel I don't know. about well, it. Well, that's because mm. you're the big dog. <laughs> <laughs> but we... Um, no, we'll we'll share with most anybody. There are some yes. some things unless if they're working for us, they they may not pick up on. Mm-hmm. No, that's right. Uh, there's some things that that we keep proprietary. There's one hat company in particular that I idolize and think that they're great. And when I when I look at I actually we looked just the other day on their website at a you know because I wanted to check something out and and uh anyway we looked we were there looking and i had one of our staff with me and then we've gone holy shit they they actually took one of our ideas and do it, <laughs> like had it on their hat i was just oh my god we've made it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we actually made a donald trump make america great again <laughs> red felt oh wow yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. it was, yeah. We didn't put it on our website because, you know, controversial sure. thing. Sure. And, you know, because the wounds are still fresh. Did it say Make America Great Again? Yes, it did. Did it mm-hmm. on there? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, which yeah. we painted. Painted there, yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. Well, we had it lasered, lasered on first, uh-huh. and then we painted in the laser but, yeah. yeah, to make it white. But um, mm-hmm. he, uh, this customer even come back and uh, had us as now. Uh, we have the hat back in the shop. Uh, you got a line through it now. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, he wants t- t- 2016 here and oh. 2024 back there. I want to know how many hats do you personally own that are in your personal collection? Ten. Ten. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's not too many. Yeah. I'd have 14, 15 mm-hmm. on many occasions that you go like to a horse sale. Mm or a fair or whatever the case may be and somebody will say something about your hat and then you'll have a yarn about it and then next thing you know they've bought your hat yeah. so you know and you're standing there <laughs> going alrighty and so go and get another one and uh, yeah so they'll buy it right off your head because you know they and then it's, it's but we we have a customer in new jersey mm-hmm. by the way he sounds and, and he's is he sounds like a mafioso guy <laughs> But he's a transplanted Texan, mm. weightlifter fellow, mm. uh, nice as he can be. Um, but uh, gosh, I, I bet we built him three hundred and fifty. Wow! Yeah, wow! At Easily, least, yeah. Wow. At least three hundred fifty mm-hmm. hats, and uh, we'd ask him, "Where do you put them? Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you wear them?" And he'd say, "Well, I've got a bedroom that's devoted to nothing but wow. Jackson built hats." Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's bloody amazing. It's like he's a Jacksonville hoarder. Mm. Well, he, I think he would be a hat hoarder of some sort. Yeah, and because there's so many of them that he hasn't even worn. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy to me. And and now the poor fellow, uh, he's he was a weightlifter, and uh, uh, he had some problems with his back, and and uh, went to get uh, went into surgery and now the poor fellow can't walk oh no and so that was terrible um but we still keep in touch and but now he's sending the hats back <laughs> yeah, oh. now he wants us to for sell us them to, for him for us to sell <laughs> he's got a big head bot so like they, oh yeah they're not moving very quickly but he's a, he's a, he was a big fellow and had a size eight head <laughs> wow yeah that is big which is which really i'll big. bet you let me ask you this question 
how do you get to hat size? How, uh, yeah. Like when you go to your shop to yeah. do it? Yeah. You put this contraption on my head. Okay. That gives me the hat shape. Oh, okay. The okay. size. Oh, did you you actually use the measuring yeah, tape yeah, if I remember okay, right? Okay, let's, let's, let's just pretend for pretend sake that okay. your, your, your head is a 23 inches in circumference. Okay. How do you get the hat size? I have no idea. <sighs> No clue. Well, I'm going to teach you something. I can't wait. Yeah. Tell me I can't wait either. Let's go. Do you remember what pi was from high school? 3.14. You got that down. Yeah. You take 3.14, uh -huh. divide it into the 23, Ooh. and that'll give you seven and a quarter. Seven and a quarter. Okay. I just happen to know that. Yeah. Just the reason I picked 23 <laughs> inches. Yeah. <laughs> Because we had it memorized. It was I convincing. It. Yeah, it was very convincing. I carry these rulers with me at all times. It has that on it already. So hat sizes are done in eighths, right? Mm -hmm. So you've like seven and three eighths, and right. seven and a half, and so on and so yeah. forth. Is, is anybody like in between one of those eight oh, sizes? Uh, nearly everybody. everybody, right? Nearly, you just you just go up everybody to the is. full size from there, or do you when you're actually building a hat for someone, you're we like, well, to, you're seven and like when we build a retainer for the head uh, for the hat uh, that's supposed to be the same measurement and size and shape as as the customer's head uh, we try to build it to their size and their shape uh, we don't we, we don't use the hat size right but they yeah, may, they, as, may yeah. they may be in between and we put them in between mm -hmm. as we're trying to build a hat for them mm -hmm. yeah because yeah and and at the end of the day it doesn't matter you know what size right. or shape their head is when we when we start the blocking phase we just kind of kind of get sort of close to what their size is and then you know the next pro and obviously as the process goes on it becomes more of more of an we know with our with our sized, yeah. With our system, and we had we had our our flange press, two flange presses built especially for us. Mm -hmm. um, there's not. We're very old school still. We still use like wooden tools that mm -hmm. they did in the 1800s, and we got electric you know, irons though. We do, but it's a heavy bugger. It's, a, it's holy moly. We had yeah. you lift it one Did time. You? Yeah, yeah. When I, you it's got to be like 12 pounds or something oh. crazy like that. Yeah. Yes, yes. 20 pounds. It was Is it 20, 20 pounds? pounds? Yeah, goodness. that's right. Wow. So, you know, yeah. we just like, whoop. <laughs> Not really. It's it cool, like actually being in your shop because it does feel like you're stepping back in time a little bit. It's really yeah. neat. It's neat yeah. to just go in there and see what's going on. You guys have been really, really successful, but I want to hear about some of the challenges that you overcame along the way. What do you feel like are some of the biggest issues that you had to work through and figure out to push the business forward? Paperwork for starters. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was, it's been a very big learning curve. Hmm. And what do you want to yeah, it's just become my full-time job, yeah. just about mm. paperwork. And mm. yeah, as far as challenges go, there's, you know, in the midst of, I know for myself, starting to where it is now, technology has, um, has become, it's a challenge, mm. I find. And it takes up so much time. You could spend a whole day and that whole day is just answering emails and questions mm. and things like that, which takes you away from what you want to do, right. which right. goes back to the conversation before on how big do you want to get? Mm. And that's truly as far as yeah, I don't challenges. understand how some of the corporations do it. I mean, mm. big, the 
big corporations, doesn't matter what they're mm-hmm. what business they're in. Biggest challenge is definitely the internet. Mm. And um yeah, what is possible and what's not possible. Mm. And then there's um, you know, the kids tell us that there's people that have that are on the computer and they have all these people following them but they've purchased them. Mm. And I don't under, I don't understand that. <laughs> and my uh, my granddaughter, Ben's daughter, actually handles our social media mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Um and she's in Iowa. How in the heck she's handled it from over there is a blind spot to me. <laughs> yeah. And she's always getting mad because Poppy's like, "You haven't done this," and she's like, "I have done it." He just doesn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I found is neither of us had a lot of experience bookwork wise mm, accounting mm-hmm. wise yeah, and your hat, hat makers yeah that's right yeah. and you know that's been the biggest challenge because all we want to do is build hats right and i don't even really want to go out and talk to the people right. i just want to like you know <laughs> talk to the people like it's like my following <laughs> and, but you know you want to do what you love yeah but the challenge is actually making the wheels turn and and having things up and running so you know so you can eat next week and you know so you can pay you know wages and the things that really count so definitely accounting and it's the been internet a, been a challenge i was going to ask what kinds of things have you guys tried to do to mitigate uh you know the challenges that come from all this peripheral stuff that's outside of just building hats I did finally get an accountant that does uh, I close my eyes and hope it'll be okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did finally hire an accountant, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, I'll put a plug in for you all too. We have a good banker. Sure, the yeah. best, uh, absolutely. No, well, there, it's true. It's, that, uh, we can, know, we no can, denying we that. can go in down there, and uh, uh, the girls down there in that uh, East Idaho Credit Union uh, in Salmon. Um, uh, they'll, yeah, they know your name. Yeah, they go straight to your yeah. account and pull it up. You know, yeah. before you've even got to the counter. Right. And as far as information, if we have a question about something, or which we often do, mm-hmm. and you know, you want to do things a smarter way, mm-hmm. um, the information is always available. Mm-hmm. It's never like truly at our bank. They have never said, oh, you know, really haven't got time or mm-hmm. given you a half-assed answer. Mm-hmm. Like they actually take the time to go through it and talk to us like we don't know, which we yeah. don't. Yeah. And yeah. we lose a check or I lose a check. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, no, we. <laughs> well, sometimes we don't put Forget the information. In they the just thingy. take the check and go. Yeah. There's no, I'm yeah. for the best. So then I just... I just hope that it's un- under a thousand dollars or something. <laughs> but um, uh, you know oh. they'll they'll stop doing what they're doing to help us. And we need uh, a little extra money to buy some supplies. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll help us out with line mm-hmm. of credit and so forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I know for me personally, uh, when when we started our partnership, we called. I was started out as AOK Custom Hats in Australia. And then from when we decided that we were going to do the partnership, well, then I became Jacksonville in Australia as well. So, you know, so I'm cruising along, you know, building hats and I'm getting more orders and more orders because, like, I was the first hatter in Australia and uh, that could actually offer, you know, a wider brim and, 
and choice. You know, it's amazing that you actually have a choice when it comes to hats that people don't realise. And so anyway, things were getting better and um, and all the raw product that I used came from America. And so the more the business grew, the more I had to import. So the import taxes were, you know, climbing up. And the whole idea... Well, not the whole idea, but a big part of the idea of building hats was so, you know, the normal cowboy could buy one. You know, they could afford to buy one of your hats, and and that was that was important to me. And because they don't, you know, they're the ones that are out in the sun most, and you know, so if they can't afford it, what's the bloody point? And then, so because of that, I moved to America to build the hats because we're customer and we send the finished final product to the person. It didn't matter whether I was mailing it from, you know, Claremont in Queensland to Germany or whether I was in America and sending it to Germany. We actually found that it was was part of the challenge. It was Mm -hmm. a challenge to keep both of us supplied when you back then you could mm-hmm. get as many supplies as you wanted mm-hmm. uh, and at the at the same time it was it was more expensive under the Australian mailing system mm-hmm. postal system to ship from one state to another in Australia than it was from us for us to ship from the US to Australia wow crazy mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, that was part of the challenge Absolutely. for making that the move was, that was mm-hmm. a big challenge moving and you know for the greater good and another thing that i just thought of too is you know help mm-hmm. asking people people for help yeah. and accepting help and not thinking that you know everything yeah. and really listening and it's you know i'm guilty of it you know i've just got to shut up and do more of listening than they've, talking they've noticed and <laughs> 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 I just had to say that. Absolutely. It wouldn't have been the same if you didn't. It's it's a great point, though. Like uh, a lot of people, they start a business and uh, frequently if they're really good at their thing, they think, they well, I must be great at everything. And and it takes a lot of humility to say, I don't know how to do accounting. I need to hire an accountant, right? This is not my my thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like those are the people that ultimately become very successful is Mm -hmm. when they acknowledge that I have this whole set of skills, um, but I have this whole other set of things that I have no idea how to do. Yes. And um, if you can be humble enough to say, yeah, I need to get an accountant or I need to get somebody to do social media for me because that's not my thing and I don't mm-hmm. know it. That, those are the people who end up really making it. Yeah. Well, we still we still squabble about something. <laughs> yeah, that's well, right. Well, it wouldn't be any uh, fun but, if you didn't. Yeah, no, that's, no, that is so Ben's trying true. to drag me into the into the 21st century. I know. I was going to say, I was really going to say the 20th century. Oh, yeah, 21st. Oh, is, it, is, it, is, is it? Yeah, I guess it will be yeah. coming up. It's the 21st century. Anyway. I, who knows? Who could even say anymore, right? <laughs> so anyway, we're all done. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Trying to drag me tooth and tooth and claw. Mm-hmm. And I'm holding on to the past. I uh, I still, mm-hmm. still do a spreadsheet by hand. Oh, yeah. wow. Yes, yeah. you should see it. It's just on a piece of paper. It's Amazing. confusing. There's a thousand <laughs> columns and there's little tiny writing in lead pencil. And no, no. That you... <laughs> Ink. Ink. Yeah. Oh, what's don't, the... I don't make any mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, <can't... laughs> I don't have to erase it. 
Even I think it's okay to acknowledge like there are some things like I, there's some cool things from the past yeah. that we don't want to lose, right? Especially mm. like in this industry, there's a lot of really cool things we don't want to lose. Yes. Um, one of the things that, and you guys teased me about my hat when you, and you came in just a little bit. You, no, I'm just kidding. You guys are, you guys yeah, are really so nice. We're, 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 we're <laughs> But one of the things that I notice in in the industry, general, just in the Western community and mm -hmm. world, a little bit, is um, oh, what's the right way to put this? Uh, there's just some amount of people that want to say, "No, it's ours." The and culture. We don't, yeah, we don't we don't so want outsiders don't want, yeah. to be part of this thing. Which mm -hmm. um, I, that's I've, very yeah. I've that's never true. really understood why mm. we've kind of been that way, and. I, in fact, I even think it's detrimental because I want to share all this stuff. Like I want yes. people to know, I want them to be excited and get involved. And, That's right. And, um, and I think it's true of a lot of communities too. Mm -hmm. Like it's not specific to ours, but it, it's yes. certainly in, in a lot. And yes. one of the things that I, I love about you guys is I feel like you do a really good job of just like opening up and saying, here's what's going on. Here's what we mm -hmm. do. Yeah. And even though you teased me a little bit about my hat, you didn't tease me much, right? <laughs> no, I know. We held oh. back. Yeah. We're being polite. We still let you into the back room. If Thank you. you. <laughs> yeah. We don't let too many people in the back room. Wow. Well, it was cool to be back there, by the way. Yeah. It's really so, neat. Someone walks in our back door and we all stop and it's like, yeah. Yeah. You, know, it's yeah, you don't live here. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah like, I know geez, what you mean. Dude. Yeah. I feel very privileged that I've gotten to go back there and look at stuff. It's cool. <laughs> nice. But I, I feel like yeah. you guys are good ambassadors for the community at large, right? Mm -hmm. Because you are so open and caring and kind. And mm -hmm. um, I think that stuff goes such a, such a long way. I think that's one of the reasons why you've been so successful too, is people like you guys, not just the product that you make. Well, That's tourists that come in, we like to entertain them, <laughs> make sure they've been, they've enjoyed their, 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 their stay with us. Yeah, you asked the question, is kindness, um, are you born with it or is it mm. a learned, mm. you know, thing, mm -hmm. emotion and, you know. What do you I, think? What do you think? I think? I think it's a learned behavior. I think so too. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Genuine kindness mm -hmm. and which is you know very difficult to find yeah and you know because kindness covers uh, an arrangement you know a massive massive array of things that go with it that I think you know um, bundle into one to make somebody a decent human being the young fellow that I was talking about uh, that has come to work for us uh, uh, he started uh, he would jump right out there and go out and uh, and uh, Help the help the, the customers that came in, mm -hmm. and then uh, all of a sudden he started standing behind the the swinging doors that we have between the front and the back. He would stand behind those swinging doors and just holler out at the customer. And um, so I had to talk to him a little bit and and very kindly, of course, mm -hmm. and um, uh, tell him you know don't stand behind those doors. You want to be present, present yourself as somebody that's interested mm -hmm. in what yeah. that person wants. Yeah, make a connection, mm -hmm. and, you know. And you can't connect with that door between <laughs> you. From the back door. there. Yo, <laughs> dude, let me know if you need but help. at the same time, if, if someone comes in and says they're just looking, we let them alone. Sure. Mm -hmm. 
and yeah. let them look, but we go and check on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but we don't hover over them. No. Um, and our customers know too, which is definitely added to our success, is our customers know that, you know, we do care. That's, you know, every heart that goes out has got our name on it and that's our reputation. And that's one thing with staff that they've got to understand. You know, they might think that you're being a pain because you're picking at them about little things. Oh, this is a little bit here. And and it could only be, you know, most of the time it is only small things. But when it's when it's mine, you know, I want it to be, a, you know, a certain way. And, and if, you know, if somebody doesn't like doing that that way, well, then that's their unfortunate you know, yeah. being able to fix things and genuinely not just making a sale but caring for that person. And like Poppy always says, you always say... Oh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. If someone comes in that's uh, they look a little grouchy <laughs> and uh, maybe they've bought a hat and, uh, and they're at the counter and uh, I want them to at least go out with a smile on their face... Mm-hmm. So I have a, we have a little card that we put in each hat. It's got the person's name on it. It's mm-hmm. got our name on it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it has some hat care uh, instructions. Uh, but I'll ask them, uh, uh, do you know anything about uh, cowboy poetry? Mm. Some will say yes, some will say no. And I'll say, well, you're not going to learn much from me either. But <laughs> I have this, uh, have this little poem that goes in each hat. And it uh, goes like this. It says, steal not this hat for fear of shame, for Roy Jackson's not your name. For when you die, the Lord will say, well, where's the hat you stole that day? And if you say, I do not know, the Lord will say, well, you just step below. (laughs) And uh, that always gets a smile on their face. (laughs) And sends them out uh, happy. So... One way or another, we make them smile when they come in, yeah. <laughs> or when they go out, yeah. for sure. But you know, for the life of the hat, though, it belongs to us. Mm-hmm. It belongs to us first, and then the customer. Mm-hmm. So you know, we kind of share it, mm-hmm. I suppose. Well, that's one of our one of our, um, I don't know what what you'd call it. That's just one of the things we do for our it's customers. Roll, yeah. Um, well, it it's t- our t- hat and their hat as long as they own the hat, right? Mm-hmm. And we yeah. take care of it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's forever. So yeah. that that definitely helps when you're genuine, and you know, and you actually enjoy what you do. Yeah. It's not just a job to feed the family. We'll clean it and shape it and mm-hmm. do whatever is necessary to it, except for a full renovation at least. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they have to ship it to us, we'll always pay the shipping back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was one of the things I was really impressed with um, when I first went to your shop was. The obvious pride that you take in everything that you do there, and um, in fact, Roy, when you were fitting me for my hat, you you told me you were like, "Look, we'll do whatever it takes to make sure that this hat works for you. If we need to reshape it, we'll reshape it. For as long as you own it, we'll reshape it. We'll clean it up for you." And I was just like, "That's cool. That's yeah. really cool." Yeah, it yeah. is. As a person, I mean, it would be comforting to know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you think. They've got me, if anything, ever. Yeah, because m- most hats are going to last more than three years. I should yeah, should last more like, than three well, years. Well, I mean. Yeah, but like just as a. I think know, I spent rap. $60 on this hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little bit more at high in our shop. Well, and you know, that, that's, that's the difference, right? Like, and the reason that I decided, I was like, I'm going to pony up the money to do this. Yeah. Because 
first of all, the high level of quality that goes into it, the fact that you guys are going to care for it basically mm-hmm. as long as I own it. I'm going to give this hat to my kids and my grandkids one day, right? It's going to be an oh, heirloom yeah, piece, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, it's going to be worth the money. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have to spend, you know, a few hundred dollars every couple of years, I probably end out <gasps> way ahead anyway, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. And, um, you know, talking about renovating and restoring and, it's amazing because we use fur felt mm-hmm. to build the hats with and not like um, a wool felt yeah. or, a, you know, some other manufactured type of thing. And, of course, Nutria and Viva is, you know, they're the sort of the duck's nuts of the... I didn't know you used Nutria. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, their hair fiber is, you know, very mirrors the beaver. Sure. I would, yeah. I would think so. They're both yeah. like water crisps. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, I don't know what led me to even talk about that bit. Um. Well, it's, I mean, if you've been in your shop and you've actually just put your hands on one of those hats and Mm -hmm. felt it versus feeling this, Mm -hmm. you can like instantly, you can tell a difference. Oh, they're night and day. They just feel like you can tell like, oh, this is nice. This is really, really nice. In the, in the building process, there's, you know, there's part of it where I'll, you know, I can't help it. I'll close my eyes and just feel it. And, and it's just cool because yeah. it's, you, you bring, you bring this piece of nothing to life yeah. and you, and you, we're passionate about it. Like mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, it's a creative thing and the better the quality, the more we can keep it living, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and yeah. breathe life back into it, yeah. you know, when it's yeah, looking a little bit haggard and it is incredible how we can. Sometimes. how we can restore them yeah. like it's it's pretty neat yeah and um and then you know depending on the quality of the hat like people don't understand there's x's you know right. a hat is um Expl- you- explain the quality levels in the x's to okay because most right. people are familiar with this okay do, do you want to do you do the x thing well and then i'm going <laughs> to ask you back, what x back, you think this hat is. back up a, <laughs> back up a, about uh, 150 years or so Mm-hmm. And uh, John B. Stetson, given credit for the first cowboy hat. Yep. Uh, and uh, he was running. He was r- running around the prairie with somebody, I guess. Had, had to be. And <laughs> he would collect. He'd collect uh, rabbit and beaver and so forth. And he, his family owned a hat making business. They were hat makers. Uh, and. When he got back to New York uh, uh, and realized that he had a product that the Cowboys wanted, uh, they put X's on them. Uh, one X as 10% beaver. Excuse me, I got to wipe my nose. No problem. And uh, 10X was 100% beaver. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, how they started the quality. This number of X's, the more X's, the better the quality. So the less rabbit and more beaver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and that that moved along till about the mid '60s, and then that fell out the bottom. Mm. And you could get a, a hat with a, as, about as many X's as you wanted. Yeah. yeah. People have gone kind of crazy. Three hundred. There's X like two thousand yeah, X. Yeah. It's like. crazy. Yeah. You can, but uh, uh, so you could. Get X's wherever you wanted them, but it it was left up to the hat company, the hat maker, mm-hmm. to find what they meant to mm-hmm. to develop their own X factor rating. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
And uh, uh, so it's kind of stuck. There's been some of us, including uh, us, <laughs> some hat makers, including us, <laughs> that have tried to get out of the X's and just got into the percent mm -hmm. beaver. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but it's not successful because most people are trained mm. about the X factor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so uh, uh, in our shop, uh, we we build a, a 10X, which is our, our bottom. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And 10X is a genuine fur felt. Mm -hmm. yep. And a lot of times I'll say that and people won't hear what I'm saying. Mm. I say genuine fur felt, they're thinking beaver and uh, and I, I stop them I stop because I can see what they're thinking and I say I didn't say any beaver I said that's genuine for a felt just mm -hmm. what I said yeah. yeah rabbit or hare yeah. and then uh, but we do build a 20x at 50% beaver and a 50x at 100% beaver and then we'll stop again and talk about uh, in other hat shops of uh, uh, if it's a hundred percent, they'll call it a hundred X. But I just happen to be old enough. Yes. To know what hat, uh, what good <laughs> quality, quality. One time that it comes in handy. Yeah. <laughs> happen to know what good quality felt should be like when it's uh, when it's really a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's difficult to find nowadays. Uh, it yeah. is. And we'll take a guess. What do you think here? Take a guess. Yeah. I'm not saying a thing. <laughs> Let me touch it one time. Yeah, let's touch it. Let's touch it one time. I want to see. Okay, okay, I see. Let me touch it. Three uh, X. Yeah. Incredible. Three X. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah, right there. Right there. Dang. Oh my gosh! Look yeah. at that. There you go. Unimpressed. Yeah. Impressed. Impressed. Oh, yeah. Don't be. It felt like wool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was close, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, definitely. And people also ask, how many beaver does it take to build a house? Oh, mm, my. <laughs> and. We, we never really knew, and it was difficult to find out. I, you know, I researched it and went back into the archives, and, and you know, rule of thumb was that it takes four adult beaver to build uh, one hat. Okay. So, yeah, and the, where the fur comes from, which is the X factor, yeah. is, um, you know, and the better the quality the lighter the hat is. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you can, you know, when you feel when you feel a normal hat, mm -hmm. you know, you can it's off the shelf. You pick up a ten X and then you'll pick up a hundred X and it's just night and day. Yeah. They're, they're lighter weight because they're thinner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But as they as they become thinner, they become more dense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And increased density then of a of a good uh, beaver fur felt hat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's longevity and wearability is, you know, the price goes up, so does that, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. as with most things. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not every every scrap of hair on the on the hide, on a beaver hide mm -hmm. or a nutria mm -hmm. uh, that's used, really, uh, the, the, the fur is right now next to the skin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah. We we now build... Belly hair beaver, yeah, mm -hmm. which is the shortest, finest fur on the pelt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, definitely the highest quality. It's like when you pat a cat. Right. You know, the underneath. Fur. Yeah. Not that I'm a cat person, <laughs> but I don't even know why that came to mind. But, you know, so. Or, or petting a beaver, right? <laughs> that's you right. Just, yeah, petting that's a right. beaver. Yeah. I used to think when I first started my apprenticeship and there was such a, a low um, availability of beaver and I thought, well, okay. And I said to Poppy, why don't we just farm them? You know, oh. farm the beaver and and you know maybe we could, maybe we could shear them, you know, like sheep, and then it'd grow back every year. And and you mm. know, Poppy's like, yeah, nah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, do that when I die. And uh, and beaver have actually never successfully been farmed. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yes. Reason nutria hasn't never. They brought nutria over. Uh, from South America right. to the southern states to right. farm them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uh, great grandpa was a nutria trapper in Louisiana when I, you know, I wasn't born yet. But okay. in fact, that's how he bought the first farm. Our family farm was yeah. he trapped nutria for the state of Louisiana, and then and then and they're still trapping. And, how yeah, very still cool. Traveling. Yeah, so that's how we bought the farm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not bought the farm, but you get, yeah. you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 sure, paid yeah. it off. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> This is stupid. I don't know what nutri is. Oh, it's a little. They could probably explain it's it better. But cousin, cousin to the beaver, it okay. lives in swampy areas. Yeah, and, and is south. Uh, yeah. and in South America and southern states. Yeah, it's a little like it's, water rodent thing. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say it's like a bloody big mouse. They, they, right. look, you know? they yeah. look a lot like a muskrat. As a kid going to visit my family in Louisiana, and uh, there's this restaurant that we like that's right on the water in Manchac, Louisiana, and um, you you would sit and order and you'd eat catfish or whatever, and you'd see all the nutria swimming around in the water outside, and so I have all these weird memories of nutria as a kid. Oh, yeah. golly! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Eating catfish. Mm. See, that's just so foreign. Like, to, really? Yeah, to to Australians. Like, you wouldn't you know, eat a cat. No, right. my God, they're delicious. You know? They're so good. They're so mm. horrible. I think catfish is so disgusting. Good. So th- that yeah. side of my family is all Cajun mm. French, and so we eat everything. Wow. We eat nutria. Mm-hmm. Right? We eat mm-hmm. raccoon. Yeah, just take it easy. Mm-hmm. Raccoons, <laughs> turtles, alligators, snakes, possum, if, if possum, <laughs> frogs. <laughs> Frogs, yeah, a lot of frogs, yeah, yeah. She's scared of frogs. Just, really? Yes. Oh. You know, everyone has their little thing, <laughs> and now everyone knows that mine's frogs. Thanks yeah. very much for that. Yeah. And, um, I'm sure we'll get a box in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good thing I don't open the mail. <laughs> so many, like, weird unknown things that people have, like, about hats, like, oh, they're made of nutri or whatever. Mm-hmm. What are the strangest questions that people ask you about your business, about the product that you offer? How to wear a hat. They put it, they mm-hmm. put a hat on the, in the shop, and then they will, and won't ask you how it feels. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them it's not my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, you tell me, you know. <laughs> and then I try to explain to them that, you know, I wear my hats differently than what Ben wears hers and, sure. and so forth. I, I like to wear mine so it leaves a red mark across my forehead. As when I screw it down, I don't want it to come off right. because I don't wear stampede string. No, right. that's, that's yes. And, stampede uh, strings. Are... So then they, 
and they will jostle that thing around <laughs> up and down. Mm-hmm. They just get out there and start yeah. shaking their head around. Oh, oh they do, people. I, you know, do these ones and good thing nothing came off them. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, uh, uh, but they'll ask you, you know, how it should feel. And how, what how, sort how, of hat? What sort of hat was going to suit me? Yeah. Is the biggest question. Mm. Yeah. What, yeah. what style suits me the best? And you have yeah. to have an answer. You for do. A lot of these folks. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. This is going to be the first hat that they've, they've ever worn. Mm-hmm. And they may only wear it out of the shop mm-hmm. and never wear it again. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you want to be happy with it. So you, you, you find an answer for them. Mm-hmm. And we've got charts and we've got things that you can look at to tell you. Yeah, like rule of thumb, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, the shape of your face right mm. from the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, the get-go that, you know, you know, rounder faces, you know, you can generally wear most hat shapes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sizes and, and you know, and there's illusions that you create because I'm short for my family. I know I'm not short, short, mm. but, um, and, you know, if you're slightly, if your hat slopes very slightly um, downwards, mm-hmm. like to the front, it gives the illusion of height. <laughs> so, oh, that's why all those buckaroos so, wear those hats then. Yeah, that makes it. sense, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, little things like that and, you know, um, you know, p- petite women, obviously a smaller brimmed hat and, mm-hmm. you know, and then it, you talk about the sharpness of your, mm-hmm. you know, of the shape and, yeah, but it's, that's to, the biggest one. Tell them how to, you know, show them how to <laughs> put a hat on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So grab a, hold stay of, on. grab a hold of it over here and put yeah. it on like a bonnet. Mm-hmm. You know they haven't yeah, worn Yeah, no, a hat they do. A lot of people. Oh, my gosh, it's me. <laughs> put it on the back of their head. And, yeah. And then uh, sometimes do you wear a hat on the back of your head? How does it stay on? <laughs> I've always stay on, I've always, I don't know either. Yeah. I look at them all the time and go, I thought they like they like bobby pin the men or is, uh, maybe I'm know. making that up though. I don't <laughs> know. Sometimes. No. Maybe. It just I don't think we're doing much. We're just kind of like chilling, <laughs> taking pictures, oh you know? <laughs> you know? So you're not like They're no. they're not working <laughs> no, cattle or anything, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. You're that judging me sense. right now, you know? You can't. It's <laughs> okay if you're going to get a drink of water or something. <laughs> Lifted up there, but well, that's another thing too. You know, part, we ran a competition once about, you know, what else is a hat used for other than, mm. you know, for sun protection. And is it like course, a social media thing? Yeah, that's people right. It was that just one of those fun, yeah, yeah. mess around ones, and you know, people came up with some funny things, and like fanning a fire, yeah, and you know, watering your horse yeah. or your dog or whatever, yeah. you know, the case may be. Yeah, that's and that classic Stetson image. Yeah, where yeah, you're watering yeah. the horse out of the hat. Yeah. Stetson yeah. emblem. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Which is weird when you think about it. Is it weird? Well, it's a hat, and it should be on your head. And if mm. that's their emblem, you would think the hat would be, you know, just <laughs> oh, thinking. They're so being they're being kind to their horse. Just um, yeah, word, word word of wisdom there to Stetson. You know, maybe change that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give give the emblem to us. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Let us have it. That's right. Sure. Let it be our idea. <laughs> you know, sometimes people ask me, and I don't have nearly the level of you know understanding that you guys have on this but to a lot of my friends they're like oh he's like the real deal kind of cowboy which is silly because i'm not but um but people will ask me about a hat like what hat should i wear and i was just i give them the same answer 
whichever one like makes you feel good. Yeah. Right. Like whichever one you put on and like makes your feet tickle a little bit. And, yes. You know, that's the one you it's wear. A good answer. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Sure. yeah. It is you a know. good answer. It's your personality. It's mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Everybody's hat takes on their own character because, you know, someone will grab it here and it'll look crooked. Yeah. But it's supposed to be that yeah. way because that's, that's their look. And yeah. you can see a hat, you know, from, you know, long way away or you looking for someone at a bar mm-hmm. and, you know, and you're looking at, and you see the hat, and you know that it's them straight away. So right. you know, oh, there they are. That's his yeah, hat. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's interesting how it like takes on the personality of the wearer. Yeah, which is such yes. a, a unique thing about hats. They'll yeah. ask us, well, what's the correct way to put on a hat? Mm. And um, I always tell them, however you're going to put it on, it's mm-hmm. going to take on your personality mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So you grab mm-hmm. it here, you grab it here, you grab it this way, or. Uh, like Tom Selleck, that's the best hat putter on her I've ever seen. <laughs> how, did, how does he do it? I, oh, I'm he trying uses to both hands. Yeah. yeah. Two hands, mm-hmm. like this? Like one on the front, one yeah. on the back? Yeah, like that's that. impressive. And, yeah. And then he pushes it down in the back mm-hmm. and it fits. Yeah. Tom Selleck, he, he's the next John Wayne. God bless, <laughs> he's the next God bless John Wayne. We've actually got in we our shop at the moment talking about old Wayne. Mm-hmm. He, um, Don't you call him Wayne. <laughs> Sorry. You be respectful. <laughs> we have his um, the actual hat that he wore in The Shooters. No way. Wow. Yeah, which was his last movie. Yeah. And we've got one the, of my favorites. The too. actual. The hat. Yeah, the That's hat. That's so cool. Yeah. It was um, made by Bailey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and a, f- a fellow that worked for Bailey uh, acquired the hat somehow after the movie. Because uh, usually the movie production usually holds on to those right. things or gives them to the to the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually <laughs> support their concabit. But he <laughs> he he acquired the hat, and then somehow or another, these folks that moved into Salmon, who were from California, um, got caught in uh, one of the big California fires, uh. mm. and their house burned, and they salvaged. John Wayne's hat out of it. Wow! Wow! Um, and uh, mm. brought it to us, and it was it was a little musty and and misshapen, and we yeah, and dried out, and it was yeah. a little on the dry side. Yeah. The sweatband yeah. is still pretty pretty bad, but you don't mm. want to. But don't yeah, you change just it. don't dare touch right. it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, that in itself that these people entrusted us. That's crazy. All the people that they could have, you know, with this. What do you think the value of that hat is? Oh boy! If it went to auction, I don't know. That'd be a million dollars. It would a million plus. If you, I can't even if you still had, I can't either. Still had people that uh, you know know who John Wayne is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now it might be. Yeah, but later on, no one will. You know, when there's well, it's like no kids. Yeah, working in. Yeah, that's working. a sad thought there. Yeah, yeah. yeah you <laughs> lose over time. You lose. Mm-hmm. It loses value because mm-hmm. people f- forget. No, doesn't it increase? In value, like the, you know, the more the older it is, the more authentic from the. Perhaps no, if right, you had you're a, probably right. You gotta have, yeah. You gotta have two people that's yeah. interested. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Either way, it's neat. It is that's really cool. neat. That's We're yeah. just like it's like the holy grail. Oh, that's incredible. It rocked yeah. into the shop and we. We keep it in a case. I, yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in a glass case. and Is it on display out oh, yeah. Yeah. that people right, can see right it? Mm-hmm. I might have right to swing it. Yeah, yeah people cool. like crouch down and get a selfie. <laughs> Taking pictures of it. That's too yeah, cool. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. when you're doing a hat for like a film or something like mm-hmm. that, um, do, do you, because obviously in the film, you know, the idea is they've worn it for their whole life or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So are you distressing those hats for films like a hundred percent of the time or they yeah almost always Mm -hmm. most of the time yeah yeah. What are some of the films and maybe TV shows that you guys have done hats for? The most recent is um, American Ninja Warrior. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, the guys that compare that. Um, yeah, they were the not that they were movies, the but yeah, the hosts. They had hats on yeah. the mm-hmm. and, and the one fella from, yeah. I, from Salmon. Mm-hmm. We don't usually get the call from Hollywood to mm-hmm. make the actual hat themselves. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we get a lot of we build a lot of hoss from Bonanza, oh, and yeah. um, like you know the movie A River Runs Through yeah, It with yeah. old Brad Pitt, yeah, sure, that fly one. fishing, and yeah. yeah, and um, Quigley down under, Quigley. Oh, oh that's yeah. huge. And when yeah. uh, Tom Ford, when um, the singer songwriter died, and I um, lost his name. Sing I shouldn't have lost his name. Sing a songwriter. Anyway, he was popular. Michael Jackson? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> when it's all over, I'll think about it. I'll, I'll remember it. But anyway, when he passed away, uh, he, he was really famous in Europe, and we got dozens of hats to build. Oh, Justified? Justified. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. the Justified's but, uh, huge. I wish we could get uh, in on the original, you know, the original phone call. But mm-hmm. there's hatters that have been around a lot longer than we have, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. or at least got they've got the right folks mm-hmm. in, in their yeah. in their niche yeah. that mm-hmm. uh, lead them to it. And you know, I wonder to you know, is that that would be something that you would have to chase, right. I imagine, and yeah. you know, put yourself out there and suggest or find out who you do write mm-hmm. to to, you know, to maybe get the call. But, um, you know, like, of course, Yellowstone. Yeah, I was the, about to say, you've got to be getting a lot of Yellowstone stuff. Yeah, now. no, yeah. we get the reenactments, but, of course, yeah. we don't build our hats, but yeah. we should. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> we, we thought we had an in on that one, but we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. Mm. So. Yeah. Don Williams is the fellow. Mm. Oh, yeah, oh, Don Williams. okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not Michael Jackson. No. <laughs> okay, I want to ask you this as well. Sure. Your favorite hat that you've ever made? I like, oh, I like the Quigley. Mm, okay. uh, I wouldn't. I couldn't wear one. I don't think I could either. I'd look yeah. like a toadstool. <laughs> you would, uh, yeah, you, kind of. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the the Quigley is was probably one of the first hats that I built on my own. That I copied it almost to the point where, well, to the point where the original hat builder mm. called me on the phone and chewed me. Chewed me out. Oh, um, we do get that. Is, but because uh, we were not, too close, mm. are, no. are they proprietary? Are they are they trademarked? Well, Can sometimes they're not... trademarked. Sometimes they're copyrighted. Mm-hmm. The sometimes hat design is. Yeah, yes. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah. Either by the hat company that built it, or by the production company, and mm-hmm. sometimes by the actor. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What about so, the Gus? The Gus oh. was another one. But isn't that a great movie? Oh, it's my absolute <laughs> and that, favorite. That's oh. where it changed. Before that, it's called the Tom Mix. Oh, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Before that, it was called the Tom Mix, and then uh, Gus McRae came out in right. the, 
and it became the Gus. Yeah. yeah. What was that, 89 or something like that? It was became it? the I Gus. Had, I can't yeah. remember, but yeah. I, uh, one of my, oh, wow. I watch it once a year. Yeah, it's, and New yeah, Year's great. every year. It's like, yeah. it's like Cheech and Chong once right. a year, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, lady, the lady that owns the hat company that built that hat mm. in Texas, she chewed my butt out. Really? Mm. Oh, yeah. But the Gus is everywhere Oh, today. yeah. Now, yes. it's, everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's... Uh, yeah. And, you know, we always say it's not going to be exactly because yeah. we're not allowed to do it exactly. And, you know, there only has to be, you know, something slightly different. And and I kind of don't understand why there's um, a patent or patent, however you say it, on, you know, movie hats because there's a lot of reenactment shooters sure. and, you know, and that's they live for it. And... And like it's not something that they the movie company is going to make money off of mm. selling hats, but, right? Um, yeah. So you wonder why you can't, you know, replicate it. And you think they'd at least license it or something out yeah. so that people could make mm. it. And, and we could, keep uh, the name, like it stays. Mm -hmm. The name stays, mm -hmm. you know, of what it was, what the movie is. We build a Lone Ranger. Oh Gosh, yeah. We have Lone Rangers all the mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Clayton oh. Moore, the Clayton Moore version. Yeah. Not mm -hmm. the newest version, but the Clayton yeah. Moore version, mm -hmm. the oldest. The good version. one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And favorite hat. Oh. Yeah. Um, was a hundred X sand, and I had a cut a crease in it with uh, with what we call a rodeo crown, and the top of the crown was completely covered with a with full quill ostrich hide in a cream sort of a color. And then I had actual, like, for real gold, um, gold, I don't know, what do you call it? Like, Chain? Wire, like thin oh, stuff. Yeah. And then it was beaded with all glass beads all around oh, the outside. And so it was like, like looped all around. Mm -hmm. And oh, man, that thing was the bomb. <laughs> yeah, it so was cool. Who, who ordered that hat? Me. She no, did. that was your first I love it. <laughs> That's one that you started when you was an apprentice. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it yeah. is true. Yeah. How, how long did it take to build that? A long time. Yeah. Yeah, a yeah. long time. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. I've never even seen something like that oh, before. Oh, yeah, it's neat. Yeah. It's, yeah. And the fact that everything on it was of the best quality that, yeah. you know, that we could. We've actually got one customer and... You know, he orders his hat every year and, you know, like he has um, solid gold buckle sets, you know, wow. that he wants on his hats yeah. and, you know, he wants the best and, mm -hmm. and looking after those people is paramount. You know, not only the little people, but like it's, you know, if you're, you're getting a hat every year or every two years, like it's pretty cool if a company rings you up and says, hey, dude, you know, um, your hat's ready. Mm -hmm. And um, because we've got such a long wait you know, waiting lists will give them a courtesy call and say, guess what? You're up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not going to be long now. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to ask this as well. Um, you guys have done incredible things. What kind of advice would you have for somebody that's entering the same kind of industry, the same line of work that you guys do? We talked about that one too. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. And what did we say? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one you want to i think first advice is take it seriously yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna do something like build a hat or build a belt or a pair of boots um 
It's an art. It is an art and a craft, and you want to pay attention to detail always. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, you want to get the best instructor you can mm -hmm. uh, and do it the way they do it mm -hmm. uh, until you have learned uh, that you can change. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, definitely. And again, we mentioned it before, like ask questions and, you know, ask questions and then, but still be your authentic self. Mm -hmm. Don't ever lose your own roots mm -hmm. and, you know, and just, you know, because, you know, we've, we all come amazing anyway. So, you know, the more people you talk to and knowledge, I mean, you're just going to get greater, mm -hmm. aren't you? Well, the apprentice with me, especially, and now that Ben's with me as well, but, um, when they apprentice with me, I want them to do it like I do it, mm. and there is no no other way. You do it like I do it, and and then you'll always be able to fall back, mm. go to school, think about it, and go reteach yourselves and go back to basics because mm -hmm. that's what you're going to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like and often we'll say that if one of the one of the staff are having trouble, you know, with the shape and it's not going into shape and. Even ourselves, and I'm always, I always say, like you know, remember your train, go back to the basic, mm -hmm. because every every part of building a hat is crucial to that bit, the shaping at the end. And if so if something's not been done properly, you know, in the mix, well then, you know, you're fighting a losing battle, mm -hmm. and um, and there's times where you do have to start again and that's when you're not making money mm -hmm. so you know and you're not making money when your product is coming back so that's why you know if you're going to do it put everything into it because of that factor it'll start burning into your into your petty cash mm. or like you know into your bank account if the more mistakes you make so essentially you're your own you're your best you're your own best tool mm -hmm. and um yeah i think that's really important besides that it's embarrassing yeah like, when you man, get that when hats. you get that phone call Jeez. hey roy this hat is really nice but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And it's not feel. quite what i had in mind yeah yeah, yeah well, sure if there is anything that really get gets me cranky and uh it's that if mm. a hat comes back because I want to know why, mm -hmm. why it's come back mm -hmm. and why was that mistake made? I've always told people that work for me that the best investment you can make is in yourself, right? Is yeah. like, so take time every single day to get better and better and better about what you do. Yeah. Um, and never, never close your mind, yeah. you know, and it doesn't matter what it is. It's amazing how, you know, somebody of a completely different walk of life can, you know, can give you um, some knowledge that you'll carry with you and, and you know, um, modify it to suit your life and, you know, but it's still it's still valuable information. Right. Yeah, and no, you know, no matter what form it comes in. For people like me, what is the etiquette when you're not wearing your hat? What, what do you do with it? Well, a, a woman's not bound by hat etiquette the way a man is. Mm -hmm. That's tradition. Um, when you uh, come into a, a house, for example, uh, a man would be required to take his hat off. Uh, you meet a, if you're meeting a woman uh, for the first time, you tip your hat. Uh, you never, never, never throw your hat uh, crown up on a bed. 
Uh, luck runs out. Your luck just yeah. your luck comes out of it. Yeah, yeah. All, the, all the good juju comes out. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to put it on the bed, you want to lay it crown down mm -hmm. on the bed. Um, if you're going into a a family, uh, the man would take his head off, and in this case, uh, the woman would probably take their head off as well. If you're sitting down at a dinner table, definitely at a dinner table. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're at a restaurant, however, if you're at the counter, you're not required to take your hat off. Uh, but if you're sitting at a table, you generally will take your hat off uh, and before you eat. Yeah, and then if it's not on your head, it should be have its. If it's one of our hats, it should have its retainer in it and be hanging up or in the box, basically. You know, because um, you've spent. You know spent that a lot of money on it and yeah it's not that it's going to ruin it but like if something sits up against it you know and is there for a period of time it'll get a crease in it or something like that and then or if you lit mm. flat on the table brim, brim actually, down actually yeah i'll, I'll yeah i'll do that a lot like just sit yeah. it on the you know you can set it on the edge side like that yeah but if you set it flat on the table flat on, on yeah. any flat surface Flatten uh, it out like yeah. that. Eventually yeah, eventually flatten yeah, the out. Yeah, and because the hats, our hats come with a retainer, and the retainer, it's like um, it's an inch and a half thick, and it's really high density polystyrene, and that is made to. That's where we when we take the shape of your hat with the little halo thing, and um, that goes out on paper, and then we trade. Anyway, then we make this this retainer and it stays in your hat, but we build the hat around that. So it's the, the hat is just built around your head shape. So it's always good when you're storing your hat just to throw it back in and, you know, and chuck it in the cupboard. Especially or. if you've worn it for a long day perhaps and it's nice and warm and mm -hmm. maybe a little bit sweaty. Mm -hmm. uh, it's best to put that retainer back in it if you can. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for sure. I also take my hat off when I kiss my wife. Oh. Do that too. I don't know if you're supposed to or not, but that's what I was always taught to do. We'll go with yeah. that. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cute. What's your message to the world? I would say honesty. Um, you know, the more honest you can be with yourself, the more honest you are in everyday life. And, you know, and that's, that's how people get to know you. And, you know, that's your reputation. And that's something that you should guard is your reputation and I, yeah, be your authentic self, but honesty for sure and kindness, but yeah. Yeah, even if a, hat, uh, a customer gets upset at us for some reason or other and mm -hmm. cancels their order, uh, we still treat them like they're a, a reliable customer and we ask them to come back if they feel like they want to come back and we'll treat them so many ways they've got to act like one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's all these options and we'll hit on one eventually. <laughs> <laughs> and our company is well known for uh, us being fair and honest. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Because, yeah, that's all you got. Right. Yeah. 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 When, when you've got nothing else, you know, around <laughs> you, like, you know, you've just got yourself. Yeah, we've right. given money back on hats that have been out of the shop for oh, a long time. Long time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because if they're not happy, we're not happy. Right. Yeah. 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 Roy, Ben, thank you so much for joining us. Really, really fun. Really, really interesting. 
Um, and thank you for joining us on the Dragon Slayer podcast by East Idaho Credit Union. We'll see you next time.